Hi, welcome back to the Hop Editions at the Hop Cartel. I'm Mick, your host, and I'm going to chat a little bit more about the small batch projects we've been doing uh, in the time I've been away. So we spoke a little bit about uh, the Six Sider series in the last episode, and we're up to about number four, and we've got two more to go. So we're still trying to decide what we're going to do for the next two. Uh, other than that, the other little project that we've been doing is uh, two mead. So we've done a traditional mead, um, basically similar to the six cider project, but this has been uh, one small batch five litre mead done off a traditional recipe. And um, basically we've added different infusions or different ingredients to the final bottled product um, so from that five litre brew after we've uh, racked to secondary and away from the the lease or what is known as the um, the cake or trub trube um, lots of ways to pronounce it, but when we're talking about beer, we're more than likely talking about a trub or a trub uh, or a, a yeast cake. That's the the um, byproducts of the brew. Um, when we're talking ciders and melimels and and meads and um, wines, we're generally talking about a lease that sits on the bottom of the um, the fermenter, carboy, uh, whatever sort of the bucket fermenters or whatever you're using uh, to do your brews in. So once lifting it off that um, spent product on the um, from from the from the original uh, carboy and then we go on to secondary um, sits for a little bit longer to make sure that fermentation is complete um, some choose to pasteurize and it goes through different sorts of um, ways of um, stopping the fermentation um, I didn't go down that road I'm still learning a little bit about the meads and the ways uh, you know your fruit wines and um, uh, apple wines and all that kind of stuff different um, varying degrees of brewing when it comes to those sorts of things um, I've only ever done three this would be the third one I'm up to now um, which is the Capsicumel but original one I'd done was many many years ago it never made it out of the fermenter we just consumed it from the, the, fer the fermenter and um, basically never got to package it the second one being this traditional mead um, has made it to packaging and I'll explain what we've done once we've got to packaging. So we got the five 750ml spirit bottles um, in volume out of that uh, 5 litre carboy and the first one we added um, some soaked... Uh, Tennessee whiskey I'm pretty sure they were Jack Daniels branded um, staves from from whiskey barrels um, I did soak those in a bluegrass bourbon um, which is an Audi brand bourbon um, just to make sure it was sanitised uh, give a little, little bit more bourbon flavour um, 
expose those grains within the, the staves a little bit more. Uh, I couldn't fit it into down the through the neck of the bottle, so I had to actually cut it down the split it down the center. Um, that obviously opened it up a little bit more, um, allowed it to to absorb a little bit more, um, bit bit more of a bourbon uh, sat. It did sit on that bourbon in that bottle for a um, week, a week and a half, I think it was. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've put the video up on YouTube um, about the progress of the meads, as did I do with the uh, the ciders. So in the first bottle, we put the split staves in, um, and that's been obviously... Um, I guess you could say it's been been soaking um, and infusing with those with that stave or split stave for a few weeks now. Um, it's been infusing in the fridge, so it's, it's been done cold. So once we cold crashed it, we cleared it up a bit. We've gone into the bottles. We've bottled. We've added all our. Uh, our extra additions so one addition per bottle that we were doing uh, and then we put them into the fridge so no carbonation for this mead um, and there's going to be no carbonation for the next one which i'll explain what's going on in a in a moment the second bottle we added um, five fresh hearstbrucker hop flowers straight off the bind a um, little bit of um, stars there for sanitation uh, put them in the bottle, let them soak for a bit with the stars in. Um, just tipped a little bit of that. It wasn't much in there. It was enough just to sort of coat it. Um, I wasn't really concerned about infecting this mead because I just wanted to uh, see, I guess, what sort of additional flavours we could add to it um, by infusing. Um, it's probably my least favourite out of the ones um, that I've done so far. Uh, the third one we put, um, we added two of those Tetley forest fruit tea bags that I spoke about in the last episode with the cider, and that has got really vibrant colour to it. It's got vibrant aroma, and it's also got very vi vibrant, very strong flavour that's come from those two tea bags. So if you remember in the last episode I spoke about adding two of those tea bags to five litres, I've added two of these to 750ml so it's quite um, quite a different in volume so it's obviously um, its colours are showing a lot better uh, the flavour and aroma is obviously a lot better too so uh, where I think with that 5 litre cider I could have put either 3 or 4 bags into it just to try and, and ramp it up a bit uh, that could eventuate into another project down the track but this episode is about the meads so with the 4th and 5th bottle same as the cider, I haven't quite decided what I want to do yet. I think I was going to save one as a control, so there was going to be four infused one and one control one. I don't think it's going to make a difference to me or to the end, you know, to the outcome if I was just to flavour all of them. I know what the mead tastes like. I don't really need to, um, I guess I don't really need a control to as assess at the end of it um, how much the flavours have changed. Um, it's a very pronounced flavour, uh, a basic standard mead, so 
I've always, I guess I've got that. Uh, it's probably locked into my palate um, without a doubt. And I, I think I just know the difference if I was to put an infusion in or an, a, a, an additional ingredient um, in the bottle that I, I think I'd be able to pick uh, how much of a difference it makes. So with that fourth and fifth one, I was thinking of going a cinnamon quill, obviously soaked in like a, a, a vodka, um, drained off and obviously then put into the bottle. And the other one, I think I'll use um, a couple of vanilla pods, um, done the same way, split, soaked in a little bit of vodka and, and then thrown in. The vodka might also go in. I don't want to alter that flavour too much, but the, the flavour that the mead is giving off is is more like a fortified, more like a like a vodka-y sort of taste. So it's it has hit. I think it's just over um, oh, 12.4. I think it came in at ABV. So it's quite it's quite high. Um, I wouldn't want to see it go any higher than maybe a 13 and a half, 14 percent mead. Um, it's getting into that grey area of having to. Uh, alter the flavour with with additions just because of the the alcohol content um, and be quite boozy. It tastes quite boozy as it is. Uh, hence why I wanted to. I thought I'd play around and experiment with some additions um, in the single bottles. And we'll and the same thing. We'll probably just end up doing a, a larger batch and concentrating on that one that um, tastes the best. At this stage. Because I haven't done the cinnamon or the vanilla one, uh, the hoppy one is my least favourite at the moment. It's quite bitter. Um, it's quite grassy. I think it might mellow out a bit. It's starting to clear up really well now, as are the other two. Um, and the obviously the ones that haven't had any additions yet are clear, clearing up as well. That might change. It might go cloudy again once I add something into it. Um, so at this stage, it's definitely the oak soaked and the um, Tetley's infusion tea bags um, are, de are definite go-aheads. They are, might play around with them. I might actually do some blending um, just into some smaller bottles and and play around with it like that, get into the wine side of things. Blending is becoming quite popular with beer as well at the moment, so... Um, which is something I'm going to talk about in another episode, um, what I've been up to in the uh, beer brewing side of things. Um, and then obviously some other additional episodes will come in once I've uh, established what I want to do with the remainder of the meads um, and the outcome, what I'm going to do, what recipes I'm going to ramp up and go into bigger volumes. Um, many would say that in the meads they would class them more of a, a summer drink, more refreshing sort of summer um, drink I guess but to, for me I think because it's warming, gets to the cockles of your heart, it is quite warm it's like a like a, a, a whiskey or a, or a gin um, being so um, alcohol driven I think it's something it's probably like a nightcap a winter nightcap or something that I'm going to consume over the winter periods so uh, winter is fast approaching here in Australia so I think it's going to be um, there's going to be a few of those consumed uh, 
when it starts to get uh, really cool here. Anyway, I think I'll leave it at that. Thanks for listening. Um, and I'll catch you in the next episodes.